0: hello and welcome to the mama pacha mama podcast today i am going to share my personal thoughts my personal story my personal journey on healing my mother wound the mama wound i think many of us carry this and it's natural there's nothing wrong with it it's so it's it's just part of I think just such a huge part of the human experience to fluctuate in and out of like love and, um, and frustration and like all the feelings with our loved ones, our parents, our siblings, our spouses, our children. And that's the beautiful dynamic challenge of the human experience is to learn to love, um, unconditionally, which means it with the fullest of, of of, uh, everyone in their fullest and as themselves and learn to love people for who they are. And, um, you know, I've tried, I started recording this God so many times now, and I keep falling into like sharing all these small details and I will share some small details, but the big picture, when it comes to healing the mother wound is to look inward. <laughs> I, I okay, so one thing that I, I feel like I, I say I say this to Brett all the time and it's so important that so many things, so many of the most meaningful tools in our in our in our lives, so many of the meaningful tools that will change us, all kind of seem like, duh, right? I think most people, if you tell them, oh, you should try, you know, practicing gratitude and people are like, duh, like that's kind of the response to so so much of the stuff that like actually helps us heal. So don't be surprised if a lot of what you hear from me is like, Duh, but those does are like man. That's the that's the real magic. It's all so simple. It's like Buddhism. You know, one thing that that I think a lot of people have loved that have like studied any form of bud- Buddhism is it's all so simple. It's all so duh. It's all like yeah. But you know, anything can be duh. Anything can be like easy to um. To, to think about but putting things into practice is like a totally different game and putting things into practice, into practice when you most need that tool is that's where that's where the magic happens that's where um these duh ideas become life-changing so you know this is a big duh. we are you know, we are our, our parents in just with our own spin. We are very much our parents. If you look at your mom and you see, you see things you don't like and you feel judgment and, and you frustration look inward. Cause it's very likely that those are things that either you carry within yourself that you have, you, 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 you haven't come to love about yourself or or there are things perhaps that you don't carry that you ought to take on. And let me start with that one. So I, for the longest time, just so fiercely judged my mom for her silliness. My mom is silly. She is so silly. She like is the person that does some goofy, silly shit in the middle of like a really serious moment. And for the longest time, like intellectual love just thought, how dare you? And man, fuck that shit. Like my mom is a genius. She's a genius. She is a genius and the fact that I like undervalued this really simple tool that she has in her freaking toolbox, which is bring some humor and some lighthearted, playful energy to a serious moment. And you can radically transform the energy, the, the, the energy, just the, everything that's happening. And, I mean, this is something my mom has been doing since I was a kid and, and I don't think I always judged it. I'm sure when I was a kid, I loved it. But as an adult, you know, just a a young adult, especially, you know, coming into my own, just being like, oh, life is too serious for that. And now I'm like, hell no, life needs, life is serious as fuck. Am I right? Life is so serious. Like what we really do need is more playfulness, more silliness, get your silly on see challenge yourself see if you are in a silly or if or if you are in a serious moment with your spouse see if there's any like like authentic silliness you can bring into it and 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 in some humor and i always tell my husband this and he's finally starting to catch on but i'm like you you like don't underestimate the power of humor when we're fighting or disagreeing or like, let's laugh at ourselves. Like that's, that's some real healing magic right there, man. If you can laugh at yourself, you know, in the middle of all that, like bickering and like trying to be right and prove yourself and prove your point or whatever, like if you can laugh at yourself, call yourself out and laugh at yourself, man, you're, you're, you're doing more meaningful work there. So yeah, my mom, she just, And I think part of my judgment was, I just, I I remember reaching this point in my life where like, yeah, like I just became so somber and so serious and everything had to be serious. And I, like, I did not know how to have that like spark, that joy, that like brightness that she had. And my mom, my mom is that person that like fills the room with her, with her spirit. Her spirit is just so like, it's like her spirit is just like, emanating from her body and she's like going around the room just like touching every part of the room you can feel her energy in the room and I was just such a you know insecure like introverted quiet you know woe is me kind of girl for so long young lady and I think I was truly just like super intimidated by this aspect of my mom and my mom did not give a fuck what anybody thought and that bothered me i remember being bothered like why don't you care that people are looking at you weird like oh my god it's i'm like thinking of this as i'm saying it like man i used to get just be so humiliated by it and i would project my insecurities about myself regarding this onto her. So rather than be like, well, huh, maybe I'm just really insecure and I'm judging myself. Therefore, I'm assuming everyone else is judging and, you know, I'm judging my mom. So I'm assuming everyone else is judging my mom. And I see this, oh my goodness, like, oh, all of the just negative, toxic um, way of thinking about... (laughs) All of this used to just eat me alive and I would just end the day being like god my mom is the worst and boy it's so interesting that the very things that I judged were you know the things that I admired or I'm, I would learn to admire or the things that I am but can't really fully accept like my there is um you know, this other aspect of my mom's personality that is like very blunt, like it, like she's not concerned with like people pleasing. She's just like very aggressive. And you know, even to this day, sometimes I'm like, girl, you're too aggressive. And that's, and that's a huge thing. It's like, I will say my part, but I'm like, instead of being, um, emotional and making it personal I'm just like girl you're too aggressive I'm not like she'll come uh hang out with me while I'm selling at the farmer's market and she's so cute because she's like I have a very particular way of like how I like to represent myself and sell my stuff and I I don't like to be a pushy aggressive salesperson not my style and my mom is just like bless her very aggressive and sometimes it's really worked but other times I can just like I'm like, eee, this feels weird. I don't like this. And like, now at this point, I'm just like, girl, you're too aggressive. You need to back off a little bit. Like, I know what I'm doing. And anyway, so this like aggressive part of her personality or this, no, this blunt aspect of her personality used to really frustrate me. And I used to be really judgmental of that until I realized that I actually, I think in a lot of ways I'm that way. And I actually seek those types of people in my life, like I enjoy that bluntness. Um, especially when I am in my, um, fullest confidence and, you know, um, just like aligned with, with my heart, my spirit, my, my everything. Then I really extra enjoy relationships that are, you know, just, uh, unapologetically honest. And, um, yeah, so it's like, interesting that that as I become more confident in who I am in its fullest I'm seeing more and more how I am like my mom and um how I admire a lot of the things about her like I said that I used to judge and another thing that um in the radical birthkeeping school uh Emily has talked a lot about um you know, we tell ourselves stories. This is a huge theme in my marriage now. Also, like we use this tool a lot of where we like acknowledge, like we tell ourselves stories. They're not necessarily facts. They're not facts. They're just, we tell ourselves a story about something. And, and, um, and one thing that I've told myself a story about for so long is that, I am the, you know, the least liked. I have two other siblings. My mom likes my brother my the best. My dad always liked my sister the best. He's passed away now, but, and here I am. Why did they even have me? Oh my goodness, blah, 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 looking for the evidence. That's what Emily always says. Like, we're looking for the evidence to prove that we're right about this. And I freaking did that. Like I can look back on most of my life and that's what I've done. Like try to prove that I'm the least loved And, um, you know, all these things and, you know, fast forward to now or fast forward to, um, one day my mom, I remember talking to her about this and, you know, she very, very frankly was like, you know, Vivian, you and your sister were, were, um, very healthy children, but your brother was, a very sickly child and almost died several times and had to be hospitalized. And, you know, it was very traumatic what your brother had to go through just to stay alive when he was young. And I didn't experience that with your kids. So, or with you guys, when you were kids and I would justify my head, like, well, that doesn't make it right. Right. I tell myself that, you know, that doesn't make it okay that you have this special part of your heart you know, for my brother. And to this day, she, you know, they've got, they've got their special thing and I, it doesn't bother me anymore. Um, but, you know, let me tell you, I very much have a little special soft spot in my heart for Steve, because, you know, Steve is actually not biologically Brett's child. So, you know, since I was, you know, just a few months pregnant with Steve. It has just been the two of us until he was about three. You know, it was just the two of us for a long time. And when new people started coming into his life, it was challenging. And he really only had that um full unconditional love and support from one parent. Um and, you know, bless bread, I he's he did the best he could, but that's, ch- I I understand the challenge that he had. And I have had a very tender, soft spot in my heart for Steve because he has gone through so much. He was, um, when he was just, you know, one, I think, yeah, when he was one, um, I took care of my dad for a few months before he passed away. And, Oh, just so many things. Like, I mean, we've moved probably like 20 times since he was born. Just so many things. It's been, um, a lot of big changes, big shifts and, you know, uh, he, he's gone through some really challenging times. Like it's been hard on Steve and when I most needed, Adults in my life to be loving and supportive and wanting to help in a meaningful way, I think I often was met with a lot of judgment and criticism and fear-mongering that there's something wrong with Steve And um, it it broke me. It broke my mama heart. And as much as I've believed in Steve so deeply and I'm holding my heart right now because I cannot put into words how... How much I I know this is a beautiful, incredible, amazing human destined for wonderful things. I I felt so insecure because, you know, when you're surrounded by people doubting you and questioning you and and making you feel like you've really fucked up, then you're going to start questioning that. And at this point, I'm very proud and relieved and full of joy and gratitude that that has shift shifted greatly and you know it's quite the opposite I think most everyone's pretty impressed now and surprised not surprised but really impressed that Steve has outgrown a lot of the struggles that he was going through but for a while there like oh my mama heart was just you know even when I had soul and Kai it was just extra tender for Steve Miel who had some like big, big struggles in the beginning of his life that his brothers didn't have. So is it a playing favorites kind of thing? Absolutely not. I love all of my children so deeply, but there is that tender spot and I I don't think I'll ever fully release that. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of our history, um, my history with, with, with him. So through my own experience I've come to, um, understand. And actually now my mom and I really connect through this. You know, we, we can, we've talked about this and it's, um, so healing because I, I know that it's not, Oh, I love Steve more. It's just, there's just this, it's different. And, um, I love all of my children in, in different ways and, coming to realize like why have I been so obsessed with confirming this story that I was loved less because I know my mom doesn't love me less and oh this um this weekend after she came to see me while I was selling at the market and afterward we went out and had a beer and we just I was just hugging her and just like looking at her and just like I'm so grateful for you and you know, telling her, I told her, I was like, are you okay with me doing a podcast episode about, you know, all of this? And she's like, yeah, of course. And, um, she was just like, Vivian, I've always loved all of you children more than anything. Like I've, I've always loved my children more than anything. And I'm just like, and I've always told myself this story that you didn't like, what the hell? Like abuse is one thing. I understand that happens and that's not, that's, that's so different. I'm not talking about abuse, but like our mothers love us. Our mothers love us, even if they have a really hard time letting us know that. And, you know, one thing that my mom shared with me was, you know, she's kind of laughing and we're, we're, you know, I'm not, and I'm sitting there apologizing. I'm like, I know I've probably been like freaking annoying with how much I'm like, mom, I'm just so grateful for you. And she's laughing. And she's like, you know, like why, what happened? She's like curious asking questions. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. Now that I know, I just want to, I, I like look at you and I just, I just feel so much gratitude. And I, I want to let you know every day how much, how grateful I am that you are my mom that that I chose you and you chose me and that the good the good and the bad and all of it that that we are here right now together and you know we're kind of talking about all, all these things and she shares with me that she really only learned to love her mom I think she said at the very end of her mom's life or maybe after her mom had passed but very similarly went through the same thing. And I think a lot of women go through this. Like we, 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 the goal, right. That's the goal is to get to that point where you realize like, I'm not so different from my mother. And if I can learn to love all parts of myself and all parts of my mother, then like, Oh, what, how, how beautiful is that? Like that, that should be the goal. Right. And my mom learned that too late and didn't really get to experience like what it could be like. What, what could this relationship be like if, if, if there wasn't all this hostility and all of this judgment and everything. And one thing that I, well, I don't say always, but I've told myself many times is like, I, I felt like I always had to be the bigger person. And I hear a lot of other women say that. So I think this is a pretty common theme of like, Oh, I have to be the bigger person. Well, fuck yeah, be the bigger person then. And through being the bigger person over and over and over, but sincerely, not resentfully, not with resentment, but like because you genuinely love. Like, listen, our mothers are the reason we exist. They brought us into this world. They did their best with the tools they had. They did their best with the tools they had. I'm doing my best with the tools I have with my kids and I'm not I'm not doing it right all the time. And I'm doing my best and to think that, well, are my children gonna reach a point in their lives where they are resentful, where they judge me because I didn't do it perfectly, like perhaps, um And I think those thoughts really, really sit with me and, and, and those, you know, to think like, what if I had kept holding on to these feelings and how hurt, um, would I continue living my life with just this pain, the suffering of, of not being able to love my mother who does fucking love me so much. And I just could not figure out how to. Accept love in the way that she offers it and that's like that goes for everyone in your life, you know learn how to accept love in the way they offer you love and Set aside those expectations like I had for so long so many expectations like for instance Vivian from the past would Be have the expectation that well isn't my mom going to listen to this podcast? Isn't she going to listen to this episode? If she doesn't, I would I will take it personally. My mom doesn't love It's it there we go proving that my mom doesn't love me as much. And now it's like no, like that that doesn't mean that at all. And that, that's not a form of neglect that my mom wouldn't listen to this and I don't take it personal if she doesn't. That's not the point. Is that why I'm doing this? Absolutely not. If she did listen to it great, but that's my expectation, right? So I set that expectation so and then and then I tell myself a story if that expectation isn't met. So I'm causing I'm causing the friction, I'm causing the pain, I'm causing my own suffering through the expectation and then the story I tell myself from that. So how do I feel now? I feel like there's a good chance my mom's probably not going to listen to it and I'm totally at peace with that. And really she there's no need to because I have these convers like we just a couple days ago talked about this very thing and with tears in our eyes and and you know hearts just fully open and you know you might be met with resistance at first and that, and this is such a huge thing like our 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 mothers really fucking love us man like that's just you might be met with resistance at first but resistance at first but be persistent in and, and opening up with love with no expectations and with love and acceptance and find ways to connect like it's so i think it's so easy to we judge our parents or our grandparents or people that are, you know, it's just like, you're different from me and I don't know how to connect or relate with you. Like, I don't go, if I'm, if I've got like serious work shit on my mind, I don't go hang out with my mom. Cause I don't know how to, re- I can't relate to my mom with stuff like that. that. That's, that's me. That's, I have other people that I talk to when I need that kind of brainstorming, but when I need a chance to just kind of like goof off and, and I need, and I value that so much now, like I'm serious often. I'm working hard often. Like I value, I goof off with the kids, but man, sometimes I need to just like goof off with another woman. And, la- you know, we laugh about like, you know, my mom tells me stories about her boyfriend. I tell her stories about my husband and we fucking crack up. I find points that we can connect with and relate on. and, and I, and I sit there and I, and I milk that I nourish that. And, and I don't, put this, this unrealistic expectation on my mom anymore to understand all aspects of, of my personality and my life. And I don't expect her to listen to this podcast or understand why we eat the way we do or whatever it might be. And big shout out to my mom though. She's probably not listening (laughs) for, um, one thing that I have to say is really magical about her is she just kind of she, she like, she'll share her opinion to some degree, but she's, especially at this point in her life, she's like, live and let live. I'm not trying to tell my kids what to do. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your lives. I have this really, um, healing story. And actually this story is what inspired me to want to record this podcast. Um, cause I shared, I did like a birth trauma debrief recently and, um, I shared my birth story and one thing. One aspect of my birth story with Steve that had, was like so painful for so long, that was my hospital, my one hospital birth, and it was just, oh, it sucked on so many levels, but my mom was in, I was in Los Angeles, my mom was there staying with me so she could be there for me for the birth and all that. And, um, you know, at this point, my mom and I were just not in a good place at all. And I made it really hard for, I made it hard for us. I mean, we both did, but I can, I look back and I can own like 90% of why, why shit was rough then between her and I. So anyway, we got to the hospital and I was, I think like right. (sighs) I, just amidst like all of the madness of all the awful madness of like um, hospital birth, I look over at my mom and she's sitting on like a little bench in the corner and she's got her iPad and she's like got like headphones and she's like watching a show on her iPad. And like fuck that, that shit, that's bullshit, right? That anyone can say that, like that, that's that's bullshit. Whatever the reason, like I don't. That was that was something that really deeply hurt me and I I just remember the mental image of looking over and seeing that and I don't think I ever really acknowledged it or asked or anything about it. I kind of just let that be what it was. And fast forward to um you know, I'm actually really curious what it would be like to confront my mom with that. And maybe I will one day, who knows, but maybe I won't, because maybe it's just not necessary at this point, because here's, here's the story that really freaking heals that wound. Um, fast forward to my third baby Kai. And, you know, when I got pregnant with Kai, it was immediately, we're doing a totally wild pregnancy, no doctor visits, no, um, no, nothing like This is totally just like homegrown organic goodness of a child. Like, um, not no intervention whatsoever. So we didn't do any doctor's visits and you know, my mom was just kind of like, all right, like I, I don't agree or disagree. I kind of like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Like that's her mentality these days. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Actually, she's pretty much always had that mentality. Um, and then of course our plan was to birth at home, just us, a free birth, no, uh, no midwife, no anything, just me and my husband. And we asked, um, my mom and her boyfriend, if they would be willing to watch Steve and soul when things start getting intense and all that. So they did. And, um, my mom was an angel during that, That birth, she was absolutely amazing. She popped in with the most beautiful, beautiful, loving, motherly, just loving energy. Maybe three times while I was like going through my labor and just checked. Just with love, I could feel it. (laughs) And then left and respected that. Just respected what I was... Going through, respected my wishes. Came in real quick to look in, and I felt like I I loved that. I I remember feeling like grateful that she come in real quick, just take a quick look, and okay, and then leave. Do you you know ask? Do we need anything? Okay, cool, and she leave. And oh, she was amazing. Like I could not have asked for any beside my husband, who was like the the perfect 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 partner in um free birth uh he's amazing and i i i don't even know what to ask for from anyone else but whatever it was my mom just pulled it off perfectly and i remember right after kai was born and she knew i don't know if Brian told her or she just maybe heard or and she came in and um, think oh and it was after I birthed the placenta and I was just like desperate to get to the bathroom I think I wanted to be cleaned up and just like that um still stuck in that mentality of like I have to do everything I need to be in charge of everything and I remember walking to the bathroom and I started to faint just because I had no business walking around and Oh my god, my mom just came and she grabbed me and held me in her arms and You know called Brett to come help me and put me in the bed and She wasn't scared and she wasn't She wasn't anything but love and just everything I needed in that moment everything I needed in that moment in that that experience she was that and (laughs) oh can you imagine the, the same woman that was like watching shows on her iPad two two births ago was there no fear total trust and I think that that's it is is my mom totally trusted me and or if she didn't she she very much made me feel like she fully trusted and she was nothing but the purest most beautiful beautiful amazing version of a mom that I could ever ask for that was probably my favorite moment so far of her mothering I was caring for me and right there just like put a forever heal forever healing that original wound from my first pregnant or my first birth so don't be surprised at how our mothers are they're man. Mothers are just they're magic and it's it's so beautiful and in, it's so interesting to you know understand that and um, you know, motherhood was such a sacred, 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 important, powerful rite of passage for me. I, I immediately fell in love. you know I, it was easy for me to leave an abusive relationship. Um, when I got pregnant with Seif, because there was no, there was no opting out of this. I knew it was right. And I knew it was, I knew it was, I felt deep down that motherhood was what I was being called to. And it has been such a, the most life-changing thing for me, for sure. And, um, you know, on my journey, knowing that the role of a mother is so important and taking that job very seriously, And, you know, knowing in the back of my mind, how can I ever fully, um, step into my power as a mother without finding some true healing with my own mother. And, you know, if we do it for anyone, we do it for ourselves, but also for our children, like do the work to heal those mother wounds, those parent wounds for our children. So Make a list if you have to. Or meditate, meditate on your mother. Like strip away your personal emotions and look at this person for who they are, for their shortcomings, without judgment, for their shortcomings, for their good qualities, all of the beautiful, dynamic aspects of their being. All the things that have like nourished you in your life so far because of what your mother did. And uh, learn to love that, learn to appreciate that, show gratitude. That's what I do now more than ever. I'm just, like I said, my mom's probably (laughs) annoyed. She kind of like roll (laughs) to some degree rolls her eyes, but I know she feels it. And we can both feel such an energetic shift in um, the way we interact with each other now. But I will never stop letting her know how grateful I am. And, you know, this also... This also is a reflection of, like, that, you know, that simple idea of, like, you are your thoughts and you things will be what you think them to be. And I have that choice. We all have that choice. We can be a victim to our mother's shortcomings right we can say well my mom didn't know better and i was a victim of that so i have to be hard on my mom or we can really find room in our heart to forgive and love and see them as doing their best we're all really doing our best and it's fucking hard man this life thing it's hard and like i said i don't i'm not the perfect mom at all i have some really shitty moments and I really try to make it a point to be humble and apologize I, and let my children know when I fucked up and tell them I'm sorry, let them know when I'm wrong and um, be really sincere and man, just love the mamas, love them all, love the mamas, they are the portal they're, they are the magic and it's interesting that we all have so many, so many of us have mother wounds when, you know, they are the very reason we're here. So, um, I don't know if this really helped anyone at all, but it feels really nourishing to share and, um, if anyone wants to connect and just share with me, I am here with a big open heart and love and um, man, little baby steps every day, little efforts. It all matters. Let's just show gratitude for the mamas out there. So blessings to you all. Go give your mama a big kiss or a big hug and a just like big shout out and all of her like freaking imperfections. And that goes for everyone, right? But we're putting some extra emphasis and love on the mamas. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day.